0: this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Open up your Bibles to John chapter 10, John chapter 10, and 1 Samuel chapter 3. John chapter 10 and 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're starting a brand new series today called Is That You, God? Is That You, God? I would consider the most important subject that you could ever teach and have, and that's hearing the voice of God. There are people who teach that God stops speaking, but I don't know of anybody who wants to be in a relationship with you that stops speaking to you. Do you know of anybody that wants to have a relationship? They're like, hey, I want to have a relationship with you. By the way, here, I wrote you some things. Here, take it. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) No, no, no. People who are in a relationship speak. Communication is the key to relationship. And God still speaks. Can somebody say God still speaks? And I want to convince you today out of God's word that God wants to speak to you. He does speak to you. He loves you. He's on your side and he's got some things to speak to you that you cannot and won't want to walk away from. So 1 John chapter 10, or excuse me, John chapter 10. John chapter 10, the words are in red, so who said them? Jesus. Okay, Jesus said these words. And he said, how does he start? John chapter 10, verse 1. What are the first two words? Most. What's that mean? It means for sure. For show. Sure, for show. Sure. David, you better calm down this morning. Eight squirrels taking in, kicking in a little bit this morning. Okay, here we go. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Say that again. And the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out how does he lead them out well they listen to his voice and they and then they follow and when he brings keep reading and when he brings out his own sheep he goes before him read this and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and other sheep i have oh i'm sorry verse 16 i'm just going to skip down Verse 16, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Now look down verse 27. I'm just skipping some of those verses. Verse 27, what does it say? My My sheep sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Lord, we open our hearts to this word today. We pray that you would speak to us and show us how to hear your voice and follow the voice of the great shepherd. In Jesus' name, and we all said amen. Okay, so in this passage, let me ask you just a simple question. In this passage, who's the shepherd? He is. And in this passage, who's the sheep? And in this passage, what do the sheep do? They hear the voice of the shepherd. So if someone tells you that Jesus doesn't speak, that the shepherd doesn't speak to the sheep, then just come back to this and say, well, Jesus said they do. Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. In fact, if you want to know the central truth, the, the central uh, point of our faith. Someone says, what faith are you? What, what religion are you? you know, and if someone says, what religion are you? Some people say, I'm not a religion. Um, I don't believe in religion. I believe in relationship with who? Okay, what relationship do you know stops speaking to you? Right? It's important to have communication in relationship. The main difference between a believer and an unbeliever is one has a relationship with Jesus, the shepherd, and one doesn't. Uh, Like, for instance, if you're going to go get a job. You know, one person will take and write out the pros and the cons. They'll just say, just take a list. And you write down and you say, oh, here's all the pros, here's all the cons. And you write them out and you say, by the end, I got my decision. Why? Because you're operating according to pros and cons and what's called reasoning. Christians, what do they do? They pray. And they ask the Lord. It's not that you don't have reasoning. God still has given you a brain. Right? So you do have reasoning. But you don't always go with the reasoning. How many of you know that it's good to know your options? But at the end of the day, we need to follow the Lord. Proverbs says there's many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. Proverbs also says a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Right? So it's not that you don't plan. It's not against planning. It's not that you don't write out the pros and the cons. But at the end of the day, who do you listen to? You listen to the voice of the Lord in your life, in every area of your life. That's the main difference. So Jesus said, my sheep hear my Voice. I'm going to give you three points about hearing the voice of the Lord this morning. And point number one is this: you need to discern God's voice. Would you write this down? Discern God's voice. Discern what is that? It means I know the voice of the Lord. Know that it's God who wants to speak, and God who is speaking to you. And I want to give the example or the the story. I want to read the story. It's 11 verses of Samuel the prophet. Samuel. Samuel was a prophet in the Bible who, remember his parents, he was kind of a miracle baby, and uh, and God and, and, and his mom said, I'll dedicate him to you if you'll allow us to have a baby. So Samuel came, and when he was age, I don't know what age it was, maybe age five or so, they dropped him off in the house of the Lord, maybe age ten, I don't know what it was, but they dropped him off in the house of the Lord, and they put him before Eli. And, and basically, he was a prophet in training. Can you say prophet in training? Yeah, he came into the house of the Lord, and he didn't just, he was... Uh, you know, as a baby, they look over at him and they're like, Hey, uh, is God gonna help us defeat the armies? And he's like, Bye bye, yes. No, that's not what happened. He had to learn and understand, he had to catch things, right? So, so sometimes people just think, Oh, God's gonna like, you know, talk through this that we don't know. He does use our whole self. We are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. He uses us, but we have to grow in the prophetic, we have to grow in hearing the Lord. Even Samuel, as a prophet, had to grow up under Eli to learn this, okay? Under Eli, who really wasn't a prophet. In fact, Eli had to ask him, tell me what the Lord's saying now that you know how to hear from the Lord, right? So here's what happened. First Samuel chapter three, verse one. It says, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. You can look on your screens if you like. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. In other words people didn't walk around and hear from God. Um, it says uh, one night Eli who was almost blind by now had gone to bed and the lamp of God had not yet gone out yet uh, had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. It says suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel Samuel <laughs> and Samuel said yes and Samuel replied, what is it? And he got up and ran to Eli. Well, why did he run to Eli? Because they were the only two that were around. So he's like, Eli must be calling me. So it says, uh, he ran to Eli, and he said, here I am. Did you call me? Uh, I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. <laughs> How many parents remember that? <laughs> I didn't call you. You don't need a drink of water. <laughs> you, already, you already had a snack. Go back to bed. Yeah, that's kind of what Eli was was, was saying here with Samuel. He was training him. Maybe exactly how he felt, right? Okay. Then the second time, then it says, verse 6, Then the Lord called again to Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli. And he he said, Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. (laughs) Say it with me. Go back to bed. (laughs) Don't Go back to bed. You know, that's what sometimes people do with people who say they heard from God. (laughs) Go back to bed. (laughs) Get out of here. Listen to this, but Samuel did not yet, I love this, verse seven. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. I think that's where a lot of people are. They've never had a message from the Lord before. They've never discerned the voice of the Lord before. They've never realized that it was really God who was speaking to you. Maybe you thought God sounded different. Maybe you Maybe you just didn't understand, but I want to tell you this morning God is, does, and wants to speak to every single person. Samuel did not yet know that it was the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once again, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Eli realized it was, Eli realized this third time that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Hey, Sam, go back and go to bed. And if someone calls you again, say this. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What's a good response if you think God's speaking to you? Come on, can we just say it? Speak, Lord, for your servant's listening. In fact, let's say it over our own lives today. Speak, Lord, for your servant's listening. See, you got to put yourself in a listening posture. Speak, Lord, for your servant's listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came out and called again as before. And the Lord said, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, Speak, Lord. Or your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, here's what God, here was, here's what God was trying to get a hold of him to, and to say. I'm about to do something shocking. I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. See, God needed to tell somebody. Why? Because the Bible says God does nothing. Surely God does nothing. And yes, he, unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. God is not trying to catch us by surprise, catch us off guard. And we're like, what the heck happened to my life? Well, it must have just been God. No, God was probably trying to talk to you about it ahead of time. He doesn't try to catch you off guard. He's trying to warn you. He's trying to catch you. And what did he say? He said, there's something that's shocking that's about to go on where you live. Then we see down in verse 19, a few verses later, it says, and as Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. Huh. Listen, Samuel grew up. Samuel grew up listening to the Lord, learning how to listen to the Lord. And the Lord was with him, and everything he said, everything he came and said, the Lord said, it was proven right. It was proven right. Everything he said. Now, some, some people might say, why, why are you talking to us about Samuel? I'm not a prophet. And that's true. Most people aren't prophets. The, the, the gift of, or the, the office of the prophet is, is still in effect. Some people don't believe it's still in effect, but still, I believe it's still in effect. One of the five-fold ministries is still in effect. But, but the majority of people in the body of Christ don't function as the office of the prophet. But every person can prophesy. Every person can prophesy. God wants every person to prophesy. There's a couple of scriptures on that, just in, in quick reference, if you don't believe me, Acts chapter 2. He said, this is what was, uh, as in the days of old in Amos, where he said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and they'll all prophesy. It also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he said, desire spiritual gifts, gifts, especially that you may prophesy. In other words, every one of us should have a desire to prophesy. And by the way, if you prophesy, you have to hear from God. So if you you don't believe you can hear from God, how can you prophesy? What are you going to prophesy? Right? Okay. So, uh, but today, how do we hear from God? Well, Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. I want you to look at that. In fact, this is one we're going to come back to. I'm going to teach on this for four weeks. And I want you to try to come to all of them. Invite someone who needs to hear from the Lord. Invite your family. I'm telling you, it's something that's very, very important. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says this. Would you read it out, out with me? For as many... As are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Say it again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Remember, Jesus said, I'm the shepherd. And what does the shepherd do? Leads. How does he lead? With his voice. Okay. So notice this. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. We're led. Our hearts, our spirits are led by his Spirit. We're led by his Spirit. Children of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Every single one of us, children can be expect to be led. There's nobody in here who says, I can't hear from God. You can't hear from God if you close your ears. But every child of God, if you're a sheep, can hear from God. Hear from God. Hey, I want to, uh, I, I was praying. Oh, I don't know. Let me make sure I get this right one. I was praying a while back in, I was praying. Singing to the Lord, and I ask the Lord, Lord, I want to keep me in a position. It's probably my number one prayer. Keep me in a position that I can hear your voice. And this is a prayer that I sing to the Lord. It's a song I wrote a long time ago, but it's just a little chorus that I want to teach you, and it's a prayer that I have in my own heart. Keep my heart in a position to hear your voice. It just says, Give me ears that hear you. Tender heart that seeks you, and to your voice I listen as you show me your way. Give me ears that know you, just like Samuel. When you speak to my follow you would you put yourself in that position come on open your heart to him right now sing it with me again give me ears to hear you and a heart that seeks you and to your voice I listen As you show me your way, and give me ears that know you. (laughs) I want to know it's you, Lord. When you speak to my heart, I will follow. I will seek you with my whole heart. And I will seek you with my whole heart, with my whole heart. I will follow you. I will seek you with my whole heart. With my heart, I will follow you. pray it one more time. Give me ears. Give me ears that hear you and a heart that seeks you into your voice. Into your voice I listen as you give me ears that know you when you speak to my heart I will follow I will follow you give me ears that know you when you speak to my heart when you speak My heart I will follow. I will follow discern the voice of the Lord, knowing that it's the voice of the Lord. And keep my ears open to the voice of the Lord. God has a specific plan for every person in here. Number two is developing. A hearing, hearing God's voice, developing your heart to hear God's voice. You know, I counted 13 different times in the New Testament that Jesus said, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. 13 different times. Well, if, and, and if he didn't want to speak, why would he say that? What do you think, he wants to confuse us? And why did he wire us as people who love to hear and communicate and speak if he didn't want to speak to us? Why did he weir, ha, wire us as spiritual people to catch what he's saying if he didn't? You know, in college I studied this cl- uh, a class for uh, actually for 2 years called ear training ear training. And it, was, it wasn't a spiritual class, it was a musical class. And ear training was to teach you how to listen to music, okay? Now you say, I already know how to listen to music. You just throw on the radio, throw on Spotify, throw on a favorite CD. No, it's not how to listen. It's not. It's not training you to listen to music. It's training you what it's saying and what it means. Not not a message or spirit, but what the notes are saying so that you can hear, uh, hear something and take it and musically write it down and then you can play it back. Okay. That's what ear training is. Do you know that we need spiritual ear training? I took two years of just a class called ear training for music, just to understand what in the world I was listening to. Just not even to play it, just to hear it. And do you know that in our spiritual life, sometimes we think, I'm a prophet, I got saved, and I hear from God. Well, you have the ability to, but we need training, just like Eli needed training. We need training in the prophetic. Somebody say amen. By the way, right after this series on Is That You, God? I'm gonna start a a series called Spiritual Gifts 101, and we're gonna go over all the spiritual gifts and about spiritual gifts and flowing in that. And then on July the... Middle of July, we have, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, a prophetic conference, a prophetic workshop that we're having here. We're having someone come in, and it's just going to be an awesome time. And you know what it's for? It's for you to learn how to prophesy. <laughs> someone says, I knew this was a crazy church. <laughs> uh, July the 16th through the 18th, it's going to be a prophetic workshop. It's going to be awesome. I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be a good summer, man. Gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, You know what the problem that I think a lot of times about hearing from God that people have is they assume, we assume that God spoke differently to people in the Bible than he does today. We assume that in the Bible that he had some big thundering voice, I am God, and I'm telling you, leave what you're doing and go into a new land. And he had an English accent, and he spoke King James. (laughs) That's how we assume. And if it's not that, then we go, I guess I didn't hear God. I mean, I've seen the movie and I never heard that before. I guess I didn't hear God. We assume it was an audible voice every time. I don't believe it was always an audible voice. I believe that God, how he spoke, speaks to us sometimes, and, and we catch it and we go, I believe that's God. And then we have to step out in faith. They had to step out in faith. That's why in Hebrews chapter 11, which is the great, uh, the hall of faith, not the hall of fame, but the hall of faith. Every one of those people heard from God and had to step out on something by faith. Well, if it was a thundering voice and they knew it, what faith would there be? There would be like, God showed up, he said to do it, I did it, and now I'm getting written up. No, it was because I believe a lot of times they heard God the way that we heard God. And they had to step out and obey God the way that we have to step out And obey God. You remember Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm not going to read it. But you remember he was at the mountain of God. He was standing before the mountain of God trying to hear a word from the Lord as we do. God, I want to hear directly from you. And we're listening for an audible voice. And the Bible says that the Lord was not in the wind. It was a big wind. And then it says the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then the Lord was not in the fire. All these things happen. And he's like, I'm not hearing God. What did he say? The Lord was in the whisper, in the still small voice. I believe oftentimes when the Lord speaks to you, it's just it's gonna be a whisper. It's gonna be something that he drops into your heart and as he says, do you trust me with this? I'm gonna whisper. I'm gonna tell you what I want you to do. That's why people who feel uncomfortable, young people, old people who feel uncomfortable being quiet, always have to have music on, always have to have uh, something on going through their heads might have a difficult time hearing the still small voice of the Lord because it's hard to hear a whisper over a shout. In the uh, Hebrews chapter 11 in the Hall of Fame, if these people again knew it was undeniably God, why did they have to do it by faith? Moses, remember when he heard from God, he was talking to a bush. He's walking up, he's talking to a bush. And he looks at him and he says, what's your name? (laughs) What's your name? And he said, I am the great I am, right? And then you remember uh, uh, Abraham. Remember Abraham, God told Abraham to go do something and he looked at him and said, God, is it really you? Well, why did he have to ask that? He had to do it by faith and God actually came and cut a covenant with And then Gideon, remember Gideon where he had to put out a fleece and then he said, is it really you? And then he said, okay, let me double check, triple check, (laughs) is this really you? And he did another fleece. See, they had to do it by faith because I believe oftentimes God was speaking to them but they were trying to know it was the Lord. Receiving direction from the Lord requires faith. Hearing the voice of the Lord requires believing faith. Now let me go back to Romans chapter eight, verse 14, and I'm gonna add verse 16 to it. It says, for as many as are led, read it with me, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Look at verse 16. And it says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Leave that verse up, and I want you to look at that, and I'm gonna ask you a question, and I want you to think about it. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. How many spirits are in that verse? Two. And who are they? There's God's spirit and? So his spirit bears witness with our spirit. You go into court, right, and you uh, need to testify. And, you know, you say, this guy ran a red light and hit this car and did this. And he says, do you have any witnesses? Because otherwise it's just his word against yours. Oh, I have a witness. And the witness comes up and the witness says, uh, yeah, that's exactly what he said. This guy ran the red light and did this. Well, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, right, there was someone who had a witness, then you can believe it. In your, you can believe it because it was two witnesses. When he says the spirit bears witness with our spirit, how many witnesses are there? There's your spirit has a witness and his spirit is the second witness. His witness and your witness are in alignment. That's why when you pray and you say, God, am I supposed to marry this person? God, am I supposed to take this job? God, am I supposed to step out and do this? God, am I supposed to be still or do this? God, what am I supposed to do? You have to look for both witnesses on the inside. See, the spirit that bears witness with your spirit that you're the child, children of God for salvation is the same spirit that bears witness in your, God for, in your heart for everything in your life. That's why you have to be attentive to the, the spirit on the inside. His spirit bearing witness with your spirit. Can I tell you, God directs you by your spirit. I think some, another thing that a lot of people are trying to do is they're trying to follow the Lord with their feelings and their emotions. They're trying to follow the Lord with, their, with, their, with the Holy Ghost goosebumps. They're trying to follow the Lord with a chill that I got in worship. Ooh, that was anointed. So the next time I'm in worship and I don't get the Holy Ghost uh, chill, then I guess the Lord wasn't there. No, maybe the Lord was there and is there, but you need to not walk by sight or feelings. You need to walk by faith. Can I tell you, I don't worship God and love God and serve God and listen to God and pray because I feel I do it by faith we walk by faith and not by sight so the way we hear from God is by faith in fact James chapter 1 verse 5 says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith so you only receive I'm not getting anything from God he must not want to tell me No, it says he gives to all liberally, but let him ask in faith. The very fact that you say he's not telling me, (laughs) start thanking him that he does lead you, because his sheep, his sheep hear his voice. So instead of saying he doesn't speak to me, he's not telling me, shut up, (laughs) and start saying what the word says. What does the word say? I'm his sheep and I hear his voice. What does the word say? If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So I ask God and he gives me wisdom in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say, God gives me wisdom when I ask. Yeah, that's the word. So look back. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. There's two spirits that are involved here. Listen, God does not speak to your mind. God does not speak to your body. God speaks to your Spirit. When you're born again, which part of you was born again? Your spirit. When you worship God, where do you worship him from? Spirit. When he speaks to you, where does he speak to you from? Where he directs you, where does he direct you from? Your spirit. So we, we cannot hear God in our minds or our bodies. Now, I'm not just throwing that out to you. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. It says in uh, one scripture, I mean, several times in the word, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. <laughs> How many of you can attest to that? That things God's told me before, it, it's foolish. <laughs> doesn't sound right in the natural. In fact, I'm not going to share it with anybody. <laughs> sometimes because I'm not sure it's God, and sometimes it's because I, I know it is. <laughs> Either way, it's foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Nor who? The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, nor know them because they are spiritually discerned. Say spiritually discerned. When God speaks to you, it's gonna be into your spirit, not your mind, which means there's times where it won't make sense. I know that there's some people who take this to the extreme and just say, I know it's God because it's weird. That's not true. Sometimes God does things and it, is, it does look weird, but sometimes he does things and it's just the right thing. And, and it's probably, if you use some common sense, you make it to the same place. But I'll tell you, when it comes down to it, when you make the decision, you have to know that it's the Holy Spirit, the, the Spirit who is leading your spirit to do it and not just reasoning. Uh, years ago, we used to live without cell phones. Now, I know young people, I, 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 you know, sometimes I talk to my kids, they're like, you didn't have a cell phone? What did you do? Like, what did you do? How was life back then? Like, <laughs> You know, how was life before cell phones? You know, but uh, it was good, as somebody says. But listen, one of the things is you didn't have caller ID. Do you remember having a phone and you didn't have caller ID and someone answered? So, you know, you look at the phone and you're like, oh, do I answer? Oh. and so you, hello? Hey, how are you doing today? I don't know who, who this is. is. Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? oh, I'm doing good. How how, how was yesterday? Oh, yesterday was great. Who the heck is this? You know, um, so, uh, um, did all that stuff work out? Oh yeah. You're trying to think, man, I don't know who this is. And then you get a little, I remember one time I was in a conversation for five minutes. You know, the deeper, the longer into the conversation, the more you feel really bad. Like, I can't ask now, who are you? (laughs) Like, they'll think I'm deceiving them, right? Anybody ever been there? Is that just me? Uh, Yeah, you you get in there, so you you just say, well, I'm just going to try to get through this one. Jesus, help me. Jesus, take the wheel on this conversation. I need some help. But Why didn't I know their voice? Why didn't I? because I don't talk to them. I don't listen to their voice. I don't listen to their voice. See, I don't know the voice of someone I don't listen to. If you're having a hard time discerning the voice of the Lord and understanding the voice of the Lord, it may be because you need to just lean in and listen more. I don't say that in a condemning way. I say it in a, in a just press in a little bit more. If Tiffany calls me and I didn't have caller ID, I just picked up the phone. If she picked me up, she called up and she's all, like, hey, babe, how are you doing today? What's going on? I don't say, who is this? She, you know, if I did, I, she, you better know who this is, right? Because I talk with her all the time, right? I talk with her all the time. I talk with people and I know who their voice is. They don't even have to tell me who they are. Do you know that when God spoke to Samuel, he had to ask because he didn't know? we shouldn't have to ask we we should when we hear that still small voice on the inside we should just know so number 1 is discern the voice of god two is develop hearing god's voice continue to do it number 3 is this depend on god's voice depend on god's voice i think one of the problems we have as people is god's voice becomes an alternative God's voice becomes something that we'll call on him when we're not sure what else to do. But about, if you really were honest about it, about 95% of things in your life, you really don't need God's voice. I mean, if you want to know how to get a stain out of a shirt, out of pants, right? <laughs> you Google it, right? If you need to know how to fix something, you call, you know, I, I know one guy who said, I, I know how to do everything and everything I don't know how to do. I know someone who knows how to do it. They're pretty much saying, I'm kind of self-reliant. That's, it's a popular thing. It's a self, you know, thing. And, and, and it's good. You know, I have common sense. I, I know. But when we live a life to where we pretty much got it, God, I'm, okay. I don't need the voice of the Lord anymore. And we stop relying on and depending on the voice of the Lord again. Here's the problem, though. At some point, you're going to need to know the voice of the Lord. When you get into an emergency, when you get into a situation where you know you can't Google that, you know you can't call that friend, You know you can't just look it up or read a book. You know it's gonna require the Lord, but you don't know how to hear the Lord. You're in a spot. It's one of the reasons why when you walk around this building and you see fire extinguishers and you see a little test on them, every one of those things every year or two have to be tested have to be, someone has to come and make sure that they work, they have to be serviced. You walk out the fire hydrants, they have to make sure they work. Elevators, they have to make sure that they work. Emergency equipment, you have to make sure it works. Why do you have to make sure it works? So that it'll work today? No, so that it will work when you really do need it. And can I tell you, God's voice is not just to bail you out. God's voice is for fellowship, relationship. He wants to walk and talk with us in the cool of the day. But can I tell you, aside from that, you need God's voice for emergency, too. There's times in my life, church, where I have I've been in a spot, and I've said, God, I don't know who else to turn to. And I've got down on my knees, and I've said, God, here's my first prayer. God, I need your help. I don't know what to do. And here's my second prayer. And I repent because I haven't been in a place that I'm listening to your voice like I need to. You ever prayed both of those prayers together? Church, we need to be in a place to continue to hear the voice of the Lord. Gavin, could you come up here? We need to hear the voice of the Lord. We're taught to figure things out. Most things, we don't really need God. His voice becomes alternate, alternate, optional. There are those times where we need him. Um, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. This is a powerful verse, and I'm gonna end on this. Listen, but I want you to listen to this. Press into this one. This verse is the verse that Jesus spoke to Satan when Satan tried to tempt him and said, turn these stones into bread. And he looked back and he said, it is written, this is the verse. But listen to what it says. Catch it with your heart. Catch it with your heart. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. That he may make you to know something. Listen to what God did. Most of us feel comfortable enough in life that we kind of know what to do. God said, I'm gonna put my children, this is the children of Israel, in a position to where you're humbled, not humble, humbled. And to where you hunger. I don't know. I don't have enough. I'm in a position that I don't have the answers. And I'm going to feed you, but listen what I'm going to feed you with. I'm not going to feed you from the sources you're used to being fed with. Your normal paycheck, your normal counselor, your normal situation, your normal. In fact, maybe I'll back those people away from you. Back those friends away from you. Back the comfortableness of your life away from you. Well, why would God do that to me? So that you would be in a position that you would be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Listen, that he may make you to know that man live, does, shall not live by bread alone, but man lives, say it with me, man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, God needs you to know that your life is not sustained by your good decisions. Your life is not sustained by how well you and your family has set it up for years or generations, or not, or not. Your life is not sustained by your education. Your life is not sustained by your own reputation or expertise in an area, but your life is sustained simply by the ability to hear the still, small voice of God. And until you know that, he'll continue to humble you. Not for, not for his sake. He doesn't need you to be humble. But for your sake. Because one day, you'll be in a position where you'll need his voice. And he wants to make sure that you're always ready for it. God wants to make sure that you're always ready for his voice. Let me close with this story. I remember one of the things I like to do is I like to wake up early in the morning before everybody else wakes up and spend time with the Lord. Now, naturally, I I, I have, I guess, ADHD. Someone would say, I don't know. I own it. I don't don't like, I don't walk from it. I'm like, that's right, that's a gift. I'm just saying. What was I saying? No, I'm just kidding. No, but... But uh, so because of that, because of that, I will make sure that I like systems. I get systems. And I have to get systems because if I don't get systems in my life, I'll eventually be homeless. That's kind of what I figured. Okay, So nothing against homeless, but I would be. Okay. So I said, I got to get systems in my life. So I'm very systematic. Not because I'm natural at it, but because I'm not. So in the mornings, I do uh, the same exact thing. Exact thing. I wake up every morning take a shower. I, I get dressed. I, I grab my Bible or I come over and make a cup of coffee. I grab my Bible. I open up the Bible. I read my Bible. I pray. I journal. I, I open up. Uh, my prayer list. I have a prayer list, and I have prayer lists for myself, for my family. I have some confessions that I go over. I have, uh, I pray for our church. I pray for the leaders. I pray for our nation. I pray for, uh, then I have a a list on immediate needs. I go over all the immediate needs of people that I know. I speak the word over them. Then I'll stop and I'll pray in the Spirit, and I'll take some time. But I remember, I'm going over this, and I try to just do it consistently every single day. Do it consistently. Why? Because I want to sow. He who sows into the Spirit will reap of the Spirit. I want to reap spiritually. I want to have spiritual fruit so I got to sow consistently. So I do that for that reason. Not because I ever feel like it. I rarely ever feel like doing it when I start until I get into it. Then I remember one day though and I remember exactly where I was. I was about to walk into the kitchen and I I went to go make my cup of coffee and the Lord the, the voice of the Lord spoke to my heart and said son could you not do the list today? I didn't sense this disappointed God. I sensed a God who just wanted to talk. Who just wanted to hang out that morning. You know what I did? I have my list. I have all my stuff. I just set it all aside and I went and sat on the couch. First thing I said is, here I am. What do you have to say? And the second thing I said is, I'm so sorry for... Building you into my schedule. Fitting you into my morning agenda. My devos. That's not you. You're my God. Set those things aside. And you know, I sat there and it was the the, audit, the, the most different time with the Lord than I've had in a long time. And the Lord just shared with me some things about me that I needed to adjustments, a couple things about my family, some things about some people in church, some things about church, just just a few things, thoughts, very gentle, just reminded me how much he loved me, wrote those things down, changed my agenda for the day, Took, called the people I needed to call, prayed for the people I needed to pray, can I tell you, my day was totally different, and several things happened in that day that I realized if I hadn't done it that way, it was a timing thing. I needed, those people needed to hear that that day and they may not have got it. I needed this that day. My family needed that day. Can I tell you, church, listen, you, God wants to speak to you. Not because he needs you to be some prophet and some person that people are impressed with. I could care less if anyone's impressed with me ever. I just want to be in a position that I please the Lord. And I think we just have to be in a position The number one prayer is keep me in a place that I can hear your voice. Come on, just stop right now. Bow your heads. Everyone, young, old, just say, God, keep me in a position that I can hear your voice. Come on, right now, keep me in a position. Put me in a place that I can hear your voice. Help me to hear the voice of the Lord. Would you open your hands before the Lord? I like to just do that. Just open your hands and say, God, help me to discern your voice. And say, God, help me to develop hearing your voice. And God, I depend upon your voice. Can you say it to him? I depend upon your voice today. And God, I pray over every person in this room today. I pray that we would be a church that would be close to the heart and the voice of the Lord. That we would catch what you're saying. That we would follow your path and follow your ways. I pray for every individual in this room. Lord, I sense right now that there are families who are in the crossroads of some decisions. Some they know about and some they don't. And God, you're so desperate to get us to hear your voice. Whatever you need to do, humble us. Feed us with your word. Show us what we need to do. I pray that every young person, Lord, at Memphis Tabernacle would have a revelation of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that they would get to know Jesus and be on fire and passionate about Jesus. I pray that every dry place, every dry, worn out, person who's worn out by church and worn out by religion, God, that they would abandon it and would come back to the simplicity that's in Christ Jesus. And knowing you and hearing your voice. God, I ask you to fill every person in here with your spirit today. Fill every person with your spirit today, I pray. Cause sons and daughters to prophesy. Old men to dream dreams. Young men to see visions, Lord, we pray. And God, I pray that we would be in a position that would please you and follow you, I pray. And I thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.